1: Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Penny for your thoughts on Newstalk 1400 DWS as we start a brand new day here on this Thursday, the 17th day of January. Drove in this morning with some rain. Was very happy, at least uh, along the way I was driving, that the temperature was above... 32 degrees, because it was raining pretty steadily. I guess uh, maybe a little snow up to the north, some sleet, and we're going to have a little bit of this and that over the next couple of days, and then the snow moves in on Saturday. So uh, be careful out there, as Michael mentioned. Glad you're with us. However, wherever you might be listening today on this Penny for Your Thoughts program, we have an hour and a half today. We'll start with some open line time. Review a little bit the Illini basketball game from last night. Illinois with a blowout win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. That same thing happened in football this fall. So, And the Illini women's team beat Minnesota up uh, at the barn here recently. So it's been a good stretch against Minnesota anyway. And the Illini, in pretty impressive fashion, get their first Big Ten win. We'll talk about that here during the course of this first half hour. Also, uh, some more national news, of course. The withdrawal of the uh, State of the Union Uh, message i guess by nancy pelosi at least i don't know if it's a disinvitation or saying get the uh, government reopened before you come speak to us or whatever but the speaker of the house is the one who invites the president to speak normally it's a formality in that regard but of course right now anything in washington is not a formality (laughs) it's all it's all different i saw a um editorial today Said Nancy Pelosi might have just blown up the State of the Union, and that's okay. So maybe we don't need to do this speech any anymore anyway. It's all political theater. But and as uh, was pointed out in the editorial, we used to uh, send this thing in writing anyway. So maybe that's the way to go back to it. I don't know. And then I saw an also another editorial, and of course the government shutdown, a partial government shutdown continues. You heard that from uh, CBS. There's an article in the New York Times today. It says there's nothing wrong with open borders and some interesting points made in that one. So we may touch on those if we get a chance here in this first half hour or so. It's going to be a quick show today, some open line at the start. Then after the news at 930, we're going to have some folks in from a CU One to One Mentoring. It's Mentoring Month here in January, and uh, they're focusing, too, on getting some male mentors in the school systems here in Champaign and Urbana. So we'll talk about that for a little bit. And then after the news at 10, Dave Leak from over at Parkland, the planetarium. We have this, what is it called here? Let me make sure I get this right. A super blood wolf moon eclipse coming up this weekend. We'll see if we can see it with all the snow flying around. But we'll talk to Dave Leak about that. Anything else he's noticing in the skies? After the news at 10, and then at 10.30, it's Busey Money Talk. Tomorrow, we'll have a full two hours with Justice Robert Steigman to close out the week. So two hours with Justice Steigman tomorrow. But an hour and a half today, and we'll be moving through it pretty quickly. So we'll take our opening break and get it started. Your phone calls, emails, and texts are welcome after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts. News Talk 1400, DWS. We work our way through this Thursday. Glad you're with us. 3569397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. Text line available to you 24 hours a day, 351 and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Some of the headlines today, uh, just rip through those real quick. Pelosi cites security concerns for uninviting Trump from the State of the Union. Steny Hoyer says the State of the Union is not officially off. The president meets coalition of Democrats and Republicans as talks drag on. Border agency pushes for a wall. Partial shutdown stakes shake stability of jobs that are often the best around. And then some of the editorial headlines today. This is on both sides now. It says impeach Donald Trump. The Democrats' blueprint for impeachment. There's nothing wrong with open borders. The left, the wall, the truth. Pelosi just blew up the State of the Union, and that's okay. Oquez-Cortez thriving despite sexist attacks by the right. UK no closer to finding the answer to Brexit. And Trump's re-election is better than you think. Those are some of the uh, headlines out there as far as editorials go uh, today. Now, basketball last night. Uh, the Illini with a big win over Minnesota, 95-68. I can tell you... I've, Been to enough practices uh, as the season started, uh, you know, with practices last fall and into the early part of the year. And you could kind of see the improvement. It was incremental. It was every day. And it sounds cliché-ish. I mean, uh, and when you're not winning games, people, you know, people will ask me, well, how are they doing? Well, I'm telling you, what I've seen is they're getting better. I'm not a coach. I didn't play the game, but I'm just watching as a guy there every day, and I'm just kind of looking at it going, yeah, I think they're getting better. But it hadn't shown up in the win column. And it finally did last night in a big, big way with a blowout win over Minnesota. It was uh, the Iowa got close to 100 points. They had not scored 100 points in a regulation uh, Big Ten game, regulation time with no overtimes, since 1994, and they were on their way till the very end. But uh, led at halftime, 51-28. Iodisumu 23, 15 for Trent Frazier, Georgie B with 20. Andres Felice in double figures with 10. Illinois for the game, shot 56%. And all that improvement came kind of bursting through. We'll see if they can now do what they did last night and do it again. That's the next step, is making it consistent, more consistent overall in Iowa City Sunday at noon. But uh, last night, you mix it all together, you start with a little bit of Iowa. Rebound, Kipper Nichols. Illini with a man advantage. Here is Dosumu for three, and he got it. Io Dosumu with his second three. The Illini lead it by 13. Timeout, Minnesota. And that's one ingredient of Io. Then you take a side of uh, Samba and mix that in. Bounce pass right baseline, Samba Kane. Turnaround jumper, Samba is good from 12 feet on the right baseline. Okay, big fella. <laughs> and you uh, stir in as well a little uh, Georgie B. Williams outlet to Felice. Felice on the break. Coming right to left to the basket. High off the glass. Oh good. Georgie B taps it up and in. Bishanishvili on the follow. And uh, he's been pretty consistent lately, but he's having a breakout game tonight is Bishanishvili. And one more ingredient. Trent. Three-on-two break. Here is Frazier with the off-balance bank shot. Falling down as he throws it up and in. Counted and a foul on Gabe Kausher of Minnesota. And Trent literally threw that one up towards the glass as he was falling down. So there you go. Mix it all together. You get a win, plus you play great defense. Jordan Murphy, who came in averaging 12 rebounds a game, only got three, and the Illini out-rebounded. A very good rebounding team in Minnesota. 39-26. Thirty-nine twenty-six. So if you were not there last night, you missed it. It was a lot of fun. Be back home uh, along the way here uh, next week against Wisconsin, but uh, Iowa is the opponent next on Sunday at noon. All right, to the phones we go here. Some open line time to start, and then some mentoring talk later in the hour. Hi, Daryl. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Brian. Man, hey, congratulations on those night for us. Uh, Wonderful game last
1: night. Yeah, it really was. It was nice to be ahead and just keep getting further ahead.
2: Yes, that that was a good, feel-good game. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you uh, your opinion on um, Governor Pritzer's uh, decision to pay his staff out of his own pocket. Um, th- this, to me... I don't know. It appears that, I don't know if it's legal or not. I would love to have Judge Steigman about that. But but it appears to me that this could set up a conflict of interest because these people are working on behalf of the citizens of the state of Illinois. And if they're in disagreement with the governor about some policy or something, I don't feel like they would feel free to speak their true opinions are uh I, so I, I don't know if this is a good decision or not
1: yeah that is an interesting thought and the other question i would have is so what happens when the next governor comes in you know if you're in that position if you're someone who wants that position and you say wait a minute that guy made 200 grand <clears throat> even though he was paid for part of it by uh, by the previous governor how come i'm only making 130 you know what i mean i mean that
2: Absolutely, I I I just think that this is a, a this is unchartered territory, um and um, it it just appears that there will be just a a, a lot of potential for disaster down the road. And I, I in, in my in my opinion, I I think that they work for the state of Illinois, and it's up to the state of Illinois to compensate them if that's what. Uh, if that's what it takes so yeah. uh, save illinois would have to step up and pay them what's appropriate but i don't think it should come out of the private funds of our governor
1: okay well you know that's a good question i'll ask the uh if you're listening tomorrow we'll ask the judge that and see what he thinks thank you okay thank you. uh-huh thank you uh-huh. thanks for the call daryl appreciate it three five six nine three nine seven yeah we'll have to ask justice steigman about that tomorrow. Good morning, Brian. I was at the game last night, although Richard Pitino is one of my favorites. I wore my orange and blue. Great win by the Illini. Let's beat Iowa this Sunday. And I was mentioning this earlier. I was talking to Richard Pitino before the game. We do a pregame interview usually with the other coach for a couple of minutes, and we're just talking afterwards. And he said, you know, he goes, uh, one of my early years, he said at Minnesota, we won eight games. And he said, I kept telling people, Uh, that the team was getting better, that I could see it in practice. I just could see it developing. Well, the next year they won over 20 games. But he said that particular year I'm trying to tell people, yeah, we're getting better. And when people are looking at the win-loss column, they're like, well, I don't see it. They're not winning games. So, you know, and it's hard to convince someone when you're seeing it day-to-day, but then overall it's not, you know, computing into wins, then people kind of dismiss it. They look at you funny. And so he goes, I understand what Brad's going through on this. And uh, so it was uh, kind of uh, foretelling what happened last night because it just kind of exploded in the big I win. And uh, also on the email here from talk at WDWS.com, I said, Hi, Brian, I decided I wanted to do something this coming year. I want to learn to do farm work. I want to drive a tractor, drive a combine, plow a field, work with animals if I need to, and whatever else a farmer does. I have zero experience. I'm willing to work for nothing but the experience. I have a full-time job Monday through Friday, so I can only commit to weekends and holidays. And any farmers that might want some help, they can contact me. I'm really wanting to try some of this kind of work. And that's from Mike in an email. Well, Mike, we'll see what we can do. And we got plenty of farmers around here that may need a little hand here once in a while. So we'll see if we can get you together. Okay. 3569397 is our uh, phone number. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. And let's go to Melvin. How are you, Melvin?
3: Good morning, Brian. I'd uh, like to talk about something that's very disturbing, unwanted telephone calls, but the worst and it's happened to me twice, somebody called uh, posing as my grandson, uh, and of course within 10 to 15 seconds they were wanting money. And I wanted to make a suggestion to people that it worked for me twice. When I realized what I was dealing with, I said, well, tell me, grandson of mine, what's your birth date? And he immediately hung up. Oh, wow. Or or you could say, oh, okay, uh, grandson of mine, what's your uh, grandmother's maiden name? Or what's the house pit's name? Uh, boy, something like that, I wish I could reach right through the phone and choke the living daylights out of that person. But that's that's just about as low as you can get, you know.
1: Well, absolutely, and I, my um, it was something my dad told me about where somebody had called my uncle claiming to be me, mm-hmm. and uh, and claiming to be me from jail that I needed a needed bail money or whatever, and my yeah. uncle was like, I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure that's not true, <laughs> but it was somebody trying. I mean, yeah. and that's kind of scary that they would actually, you know, use my yeah, name.
3: Well, prey, on, prey on the elderly, and that's you know, and that, that's the worst part, you know, because. Uh, my sister-in-law in Columbus, Ohio, got built out of a couple thousand dollars before she finally called her grandson and realized he wasn't in jail, you know. That's pretty sad.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, that's good advice, so ask him for their birth date, huh?
3: Yeah, right. Birth date or house pet name or mother, uh, grandmother's maiden name, you know, something. Because, boy, the minute I said that, he immediately hung up on me.
1: <laughs> okay,
3: Brian, have a great day. Hey,
1: thank you, Melvin. Appreciate it.
3: You bet. Bye-bye. Yep.
1: Good phone call, 356-9397, 923. A break and back with more Penny for Your Thoughts after this. Penny for Your Thoughts continues here this morning. Just some open line time here to start the show. We'll have two hours with Justice Robert Steigman tomorrow. Back to Monday morning quarterbacking next week. Some more things on the horizon. Illinois basketball a win last night. The men, the women, play tonight at 7 over at State Farm Center against Nebraska and wrestling and swimming and diving and gymnastics and all the sports uh, getting fired up here as we work our way through the month of uh, January 33 degrees here in downtown Champaign at 9:27 I see Microsoft says it's going to spend 500 million dollars on affordable housing in Seattle Microsoft announcing yesterday it's going to spend 500 million to build uh, that housing in the Seattle area the move coming in response to the housing crisis in the region Microsoft based in the Seattle suburb of Redmond, and you've heard a lot about uh, freshman representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. She's uh, been getting, of course, all kinds of media attention, and a big reason because of her savvy use of social media. The 29-year-old representative going to be teaching her fellow House Democrats how to use Twitter. The uh, House Democratic Policy and Communications Committee holding a session this morning with Ocasio-Cortez and Representative Jim Himes of Connecticut with the topic of, quote, the most effective ways to engage constituents on Twitter and the importance of digital storytelling. And I found this story interesting this morning. Came across it. Americans increasingly not using or even carrying cash. A Pew Research Center poll finds that about 30% of Americans say they don't make any purchases with cash in a typical week. That's up from 25%. In 2015, another survey by U.S. bank found that 50% said they carry cash less than half the time when they're out, and when they do, 76% said they have less than $50, and nearly half said they have less than $20. And of course, millennials, unsurprisingly, most likely to be using credit. I've got one or two of those around uh, me (laughs) with my daughter's. They use credit, debit or digital payments through apps like Venmo and Apple Pay instead of cash. And they say income plays a role. Adults who have a household income of over 75,000 are more than twice as likely as those making less than 30,000 to say they don't make any purchases using cash in a typical week. So anyway, those are all little interesting stories I came across here this morning as I was getting ready for the show after a late night last night. Nine twenty nine here at uh, DWS. Texter says, I've been a big uh, fan of Richard Pitino since he coached at Kentucky and Louisville uh, when uh, Rick, uh, Rick Pitino, his dad, was the coach. Been a f- uh, fan of Louisville since Denny Crum. Yeah, I think they named the gym. The arena, right? Denny Crum. At the Yum Center. Hey, uh, Ursula, how are you?
4: Oh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, how about you? I'm
1: doing pretty good.
4: I feel sorry for you having to go through all this traveling with the weather being so unpredictable. Uh but anyway, uh I've been getting phone calls. Everybody's very concerned with my health and uh, they want to take care of me. Uh so you t- you know, and I hang up, you have to be very careful, I guess. Uh you can't say yes or you can't say anything because you never know how they're going to use certain words and put them together. Before you know it, you've bought something. But yes, a few days ago, I got a call, and I said, hello. And it was uh, long... Well, it was, I think, in Chinese. Hmm. There was no preface or anything. It just uh, kept on talking Chinese, Chinese, Chinese. And uh, I'm just wondering, you know, why... A year ago, I got the same call. I mean, uh, why... How did that happen? Maybe somebody else will know. Hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. That's uh, that's strange.
4: Yeah. I'm. Yeah. You know, I can handle uh American calls, but I can't call. You know, with a Chinese? You wonder what the heck did they say? You know. So the best thing is to just be. But I was curious, so I didn't mm. hang up. But I sure as heck didn't say anything.
1: So. Yeah. It's what make me wonder how they got my number? You know, that's the first yeah. thing that always clicks in. It's like, wait a minute!
4: Yeah, amazing, amazing what these computers can do. So, have a nice day. All
1: right, thank you, Ursula. <laughs>
5: Thanks.
4: Bye.
1: Great to hear from you. Nine thirty-one. Michael Kaiser is here with the news headlines, and we'll talk about uh, CU one-to-one mentoring. We've got some guests on that. Dave leak a little bit about this crazy moon coming up here over the weekend. Super blood wolf moon. What is that? He'll tell us about that. You see Money Talk at 1030 here on Penny for Your Thoughts.
0: A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357.
1: Back on Penny for your thoughts. We're at 939, 33 degrees here in downtown Champaign with the precipitation continuing and then a big snow coming this weekend. Had some open line time to start. Tomorrow, by the way, we'll have two hours with Justice Robert Steigman, so get ready for that to close out the week. We're going to talk a little mentoring right now, though, the CU1-1 to Mentoring. January is National Mentoring Month, and with us here we have three guests. We've got a full deck here today. Uh Lauren Smith is the community outreach coordinator for Champaign Unit Four Schools. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. We have Tom Howley, Director of Mentoring and Community Involvement for Urbana, District One Sixteen. Good morning. He's in that corner. And a guy I've known a long time, used to be in sports information. Now he's got a regular job at the university, right? Mike Coon. Good to be here. In which I forget which um, college uh, you're working college for. College of engineering. That's right. And how long have you been there?
6: I've been there just over six years. Hard to believe. I've been with the university for 20.
1: And he moonlights as the uh, color commentator for Dave Lone on the Illinois women's games.
6: Yeah. So
1: looking forward to that tonight.
6: Looking forward to that tonight. We get two home games this week, uh, tonight and uh, Sunday afternoon.
1: Well, it should be fun. That'll be 7 o'clock tonight. But let's talk some mentoring. First of all, Uh, tell me about CU one to one mentoring.
7: Well, mentoring has been around for 24 years now. It started way back in 1994. It is in all the Champaign and Urbana public schools. We have about 650 community-based people that currently mentor with us, but we're always looking for more mentors.
1: And one of the things you wanted to emphasize today is talking about getting more male mentors. That tell, is Tell true. us why you think, why is that important? Whoever wants uh, to take it.
5: Right now, I I, uh, coordinate the uh, program in the middle school, Urbana Middle School, and I have a folder on my desk filled with applications from students, and many of those applications are from male students. Right now, we need more male mentors to match with the demand for uh, new mentors for male students. Mm -hmm. And why do
1: uh, students need mentors? Kind of walk me through who, who are mentees that usually are looking for help? And why, I guess.
7: Yeah, we try to match students in third to seventh grade with mentors. And they're students who are just on the brink of success. Who are looking for maybe that one extra person to be supportive of them, to help them. Mentors come just an hour a week and build a relationship. They play games. They talk. They enjoy each other. And they support each other. So, and yeah, like Tom said, we really do need males. Right now we have 30%, 37% of our mentors are males. So we would love to get that up to 50%.
1: So you're talking once a week for yep. an hour. Yes. With your mentee. That's not a lot of time.
7: No, it's not. Uh, yeah. And it it goes by very quickly. A lot of mentors tell us that it's the best part of their day. It gives them a break from work or from being at home, just to enjoy time with a student. Mm-hmm.
1: Tom, I'll ask you, how do you match up a mentor with a mentee? Because you're putting two people together that don't know each other. How how do you you go about that?
5: We uh, take a variety of things into consideration. An application may come in from a student or it may be a referral from a parent or a teacher uh, for the mentee. So we receive the application from a variety of resources. And with the mentor, we sit down and interview the mentor about their background, come to better understand their interests, their skills, their... Um, their personality. And then we make a a match based on having met and discussed uh, the background of the mentor and mentee and and, uh, make the match on that basis.
1: And so you're thinking, okay, I might be interested in doing this, so where would I do this? Where where do you meet your mentee?
7: You meet your mentee on school grounds during the school day. Ours is not a program that ask you to take a student to an event outside or in the evening or anything like that it's just when school's in session
1: we're talking with uh, folks here from cu one to one mentoring we have uh, three guests with us in studio lauren smith is here the community outreach coordinator for champaign Four schools tom howley with urbana district 116 and mike coon is here now mike has been a mentor and how long you've been a mentor
6: this is my 11th year actually Uh, i had one uh, student that i started in fourth grade and he's now a sophomore at Illinois State University. And so last year, uh, after he graduated, I was approached again. There was uh, about uh, continuing with the program. And so in my, I'm in my second year with my current student, who's in sixth grade in Champaign. And so, um, you know, it's been it's been a wonderful experience for me.
1: What prompted you to do it the first time?
6: Uh, actually. Um, the mentor coordinator at Wiley in Urbana, Kelly Anderson, uh, went to my church um, and spoke about it um, at, you know, at a service, and I felt like this is something I should be involved in, and signed up to to do it.
1: Tell us about the young man you mentored, how you uh, got to meet him, how that relationship developed.
6: Well, you know, it's interesting because as Tom said, there's this interview process, and as you know. Um, very sports minded. And so matching somebody uh, that's also sports minded, you know, um, was it was a, you know, that makes for at least you have something to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going into my first meeting um, with Trey, who was uh, my mentee in in, uh, fourth grade, and, you know, sat down and said, started to tell about myself and he said, I, I already know, you know, he had, he'd done his homework and you know, he was really excited to, to have a mentor. So what do you enjoy the most about it? I think it's watching uh, them mature and grow up and feel like you're you're a significant part of their life. Um, you know, as, as Lauren said, there's no, the requirement is once a week um, in the schools for an hour uh, but to be honest, you get to know them and he was in football, he played basketball he was in uh, plays and so I did my best to try to get to a lot of those um, and then he was a, a starting receiver for Centennial and so I actually, I'm, I'm active on Twitter so I have a number of things that I do on Twitter and my most popular tweets were videos that I posted from those mm. football games uh, when he was playing
1: we're visiting with Mike Kuhn, also uh, Lauren Smith, and we've got Tom Howley with us. If you have any questions about this, you can certainly text us, or email us, or call us three five six nine three nine seven, text line three five one five three five seven, or email us talk at wdws dot com. And Mike was a mentor, and is in his second uh, mentee, I guess. Um, as you got to know him, mean, did the friendship grow out of that? I mean, did it grow pretty quickly?
6: Yeah, you know. Uh, it- he was always looking forward to telling me, you know, as you know, sometimes kids just need uh, an outlet. To, they, they have things that are interested or things that have happened to them that may not seem significant to uh, students, you know, their peers or teachers or whatever. But uh, he pretty quickly recapped how his week went, the things that were happening, and uh, he was always excited to tell me about how that goes. Uh, and then things actually, as he got older, and I can't remember exactly what, Age that was then he started asking me about so how are things going for you at work and um, so a friendship really did grow as he got older. Uh, we spent probably not fifty fifty, but we spent um, you know a decent amount of time talking about what was going on in my life and so over the nine years that I was with him, um, I dated, I got married, I moved, I had a child, I moved again, I changed jobs, and so there was a lot of things that were happening in my life that was you know, it was nice to be able to share um, with somebody who was was legitimately interested.
1: And I would think, Tom, as you uh, work in Urbana District 116, just um, for those young people to have someone, even though it's only an hour a week, that genuinely cares about them and, and to for them to feel that connection, I would, it, you think that's huge for someone that age like that?
5: It, it really is, it really is about building relationship. The whole focus of the, uh, mentoring is building relationship. And I think sometimes there's a hesitation on uh, uh, some people's part about applying to become a mentor because they wonder, uh, do I have the skill or the knowledge to effectively connect with this young person? But really it is about trust and it's a consistent presence, uh, caring presence that establishes trust. And it's life-changing. It it really is. Mm -hmm. For uh, the stories that Lauren and I hear and the other coordinators who are part of our program uh, are, are life-changing, transformational stories. Very positive experiences for the mentees.
1: And, Lauren, you do get some training, right, if you're going to yes. do this? Yes. not just throwing you together and then...
7: No, we don't know. do that. We do have training. All of our uh, mentors are required to go through a two-hour training. Um, and we go over the basics, what to expect, what you can do. Um, We also then have mentor coordinators at every school. They are part-time employees, but they are there to help you if you have questions that come up when you're actually mentoring. And then we do have continuing trainings, too. Those are not required. Your only requirement is that two-hour training at the beginning, but we always offer optional trainings as well.
1: Of course, there are background checks, but no other special qualifications you need, right? Just be you?
7: Yeah, just be you. I'd say the biggest thing is to be consistent, to show up. Every week, the kids really count on this, and many of them have been disappointed in the past. And to be a great listener,
6: I think that's a huge yeah. one.
1: Do you find that to be true? Just to be a good listener?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, like I said, there's there are things that they want to tell you. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I was very cognizant of is to always be early, um, just to demonstrate to them that this is an important hour for for me I didn't want to be scrambling in and and acting like I was trying to to fit it in because that definitely wasn't the case but um, I you know listening is really important they have things that they want to tell you um, and as you gain their trust you kinda the the shell sorta goes away and there are deeper things that uh, they can talk about you know initially before they gain that trust it's all about you know the things that are Superficial, I suppose but common, that, that yeah. you can have in a conversation, but mm-hmm. as they really get to know you and things happen, and I think that's why it's important to start uh, with the student early because uh, before they you know the problems get a little deeper as they get into middle school and high school and to have somebody that they trust uh, that's not going to judge them i mean th- this is not somebody that's mm-hmm. we're not a counselor we're there just to support them to uh, they they have issues um just like. Every other student, it might be issues at home, it might be issues with uh, teachers or other um, friends at school or things like that. Um, but we're not there to give a right or wrong answer. We're there to support them and listen to them, and I think that's pretty valuable.
1: And I would think, uh, t- Tom, that uh, as you, if you're a young person and you s- learn how to build a relationship at an early age,
5: I mean, it's going to help you in life, in everything. I would think. Absolutely. I think it shows up. Uh, results show up in the classroom, uh, show the results show up at home. Um, it, it really does impact a young person in a variety of areas in their, in their lives. Um, and we, uh, we try to gather data on that to just uh, uh, understand the impact of mentoring. And we see over and over again how uh, having a mentor really does uh, benefit a student in, in so many parts of their life.
1: Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll tell you how you can get involved in this. There's some training, when that, that's coming up soon, and who you can contact if you have any questions on this. Back in just a moment here on Penny. All right, we're back, Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400. We're talking uh, CU1-to-1 mentoring. This is Mentoring Month. And in particular, we'll take all kinds of mentors, but uh, they're emphasizing male mentors. Mike Kuhn is with us from over at the University of Illinois, Tom Howley. Director of Mentoring and Community Involvement for Urbana District 116, and Lauren Smith, Community Outreach Coordinator for Champaign Unit 4 Schools. All right, uh, if I was interested in uh, doing this... Uh, give me the next dates for uh, getting a training exercise
7: we have two trainings coming up the first one is tuesday january 29th from six thirty to 8 30 in the evening that one is at urbana middle school and our second training is thursday february 7th that is from 11 30 to 1 30 and that is at the champagne melon build
1: all right and you also have scholarships right tell we us about do. that what, yes what, what's involved in that
7: our mentoring scholarship foundation board is completely separate from the school districts they are there to raise money for scholarships that we give to students and to support mentoring in general but we do have scholarships that are currently set at five thousand dollars that is available to any student that has had a mentor for at least three years and graduates from high school, you can have straight D's, but if you're going on to post-secondary education, that scholarship is available. It's uh, given out over semesters, so it, it's five hundred, five hundred, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand.
6: And Mike
1: Coon, your mentee, and yeah, going he's to taking school.
6: advantage of it at Illinois State University, so that's uh, been helpful to him.
5: And Tom, there is uh, just what one training session, right? One mm-hmm. training is required. Like Lauren said earlier, um, we do offer supports to mentors, though, ongoing supports. We have a mentor coordinator in every building, and we also offer optional trainings uh, throughout the year um, on different topics. In fact, this evening we have an me- optional mentor training on immigration issues. So uh, mentors are working one on one, but they're supported throughout the process.
1: Does it help uh, to be bilingual? Is that as a mentor or is that?
7: No, that's some, not def- okay. definitely not a requirement. There mm-hmm. are a few that are, but yeah, you do not need to be bilingual. <laughs> yeah,
1: and when you're when you're on the uh, school grounds for that hour, where uh-huh. where are you meeting? Are you meeting in the cafeteria? And uh, where does Most, it vary?
7: It does vary from school to school. It depends on the space we have available mm-hmm. at each school. Um, some coordinators have an office where. Uh, one or two pairs can meet. Um, some schools are very, very tight on space, and mentors and mentees will be meeting in the hallways. Um, we have one school where they meet on the stage when that's not in use. So we really scramble to find space, but we will find a space for mentors and mentees. Yeah. I can and, tell
6: you that I, uh, I've played a lot of basketball over the years, and so when gym <laughs> space is available either on the playground or in the gym, that's <laughs> very popular uh, with a lot of
5: kids. There's also a uh, end-of-year banquet. Is there usually? Is that an optional, right? Optional end of year banquets. We encourage everybody to come. Uh, mentees really look forward to these banquets. We we uh, serve pizza for the elementary uh, students and and serve food at uh, the middle and high school banquets. Mentors come. We have pictures that we show of all the mentor mentee pairs, and it's really. Uh, an exciting time for the mentee to participate in that and to feel the energy in that room. It's a powerful experience. It's it's wonderful. Well, let's get
1: some contact information, Lauren. I'll start with you.
7: All if, right. If someone
5: wants to help in Champagne,
7: yep. If you're interested in helping in Champagne, you can email me at smith l as in Lake a at u four sdorg dot or you can give me a call at three five one three seven two two.
5: All right, and Tom over in Urbana. My email address is t H-O-W-L-E-Y, at USD116.org. And my telephone number is three three seven zero eight five three. And you can also go to the website, which is cu121.org. one Right. To go there for an
1: application on the website. So, right,
7: and it's the number one. Not number number spelled one, out. yes. 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 <laughs> number
1: one, yeah. Well, it's been great having you guys here. Good luck. With all this, hopefully, you'll find some more uh, mentors. And I know, Mike, you had a great experience and yep. have been sharing the word about that. So uh, enjoy your second mentee. Thanks, Brian. Right. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good luck to the Lonnie women tonight, by the way. Absolutely. You and Loney, uh, we we'll, t- we'll take care of it. We'll see if we can get the
6: Vic- Big Ten win number two.
1: All right. Hey, thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank you. That is Tom Hawley and Lauren Smith and Mike Kuhn, if you're interested. Uh, just let them know, and you can help out with uh, CU1-to-1 mentoring. All right, the news is coming up next here at 10 o'clock. And then after the news at 10, Dave Leak's going to join us from over at the Parkland Planetarium uh, about this weird moon that's coming up. You're going to see here over the weekend, if we can see it through the blizzard. We'll see. We'll talk about that. Busey Money Talk at 10.30. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. At the tone, it is 10 o'clock. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on
0: News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: All right, 10, 11, 33 degrees, downtown Champaign and uh, snow on the way this weekend. Hope you'll be safe. Seen the uh, plows and snow trucks. Everybody's getting ready over at the university and in town and on the interstate. So busy uh, weekend coming up ahead, but uh, we've got uh, a little bit of moon talk here in a moment. We're going to uh, talk to Dave Leake from over at Parkland. Want to remind you that financial stress is a common thread across generations. Finance is the top cause of stress. For 28% of baby boomers, 46% of Generation Xers, and 42% of millennials. Baby boomers are concerned about retirement and health care. 42% of parents provide financial support to their adult children. Generation Xers struggling with uh, running out of money now and in retirement. Those are their biggest concerns. And millennials are more concerned about meeting current expenses. How do I pay for my gas back to school and things like that? The experts at Busey encourage all generations to get back to the financial basics and budget. Busey has a wealth of financial resources to help you get back on track from financial calculators and podcasts to insights from experts and more. Visit the Resource Center at Busey.com or visit their many locations or call 1-800-67-BUSEY. And our friend Dave Leak is in the house. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. good Parkland. to see you. I heard you're, re- you're
8: retiring yeah, Coming I think up? so, yeah. yeah. 30 years is probably enough. All at one place. Yeah, I started this job when I was 12 years old. <laughs> okay, maybe have you, not. <laughs> have you had the same job all 30 years? Or it uh, the titles have changed a little bit, but yeah, basically I'm doing about the same thing day to day that I did when I was 28.
1: And teaching class? Mm-hmm, How many classes yeah. do you teach normally?
8: Um, usually two, usually two. I got a physics class and an ast- astronomy class this spring. Mm-hmm. and uh, help well, you run the planetarium right yeah yep, yep. Uh, at least i i you know try to keep it open <laughs> keep the
1: doors open <laughs> that's right had a, you had my daughter in class was she a good student yeah okay. oh yeah she's wonderful yeah. it was good to get to know her yeah good well she enjoyed having you as a professor. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> first day in she's like dad i think this guy knows who you are I'm like yeah well yeah let's face it everybody knows who you are <laughs> but he was uh we've known you a long time and uh What's coming up here? We've got several things to talk about, but uh, I keep reading about this super blood wolf moon. <laughs> yes. what, what is that?
8: Yeah, well, we're having a lunar eclipse on Sunday night, and, uh, yeah, it's it's got all these names that, to be honest with you, kind of drive me crazy. The, the whole wolf moon uh, comes from uh, Native American stories. They had names for each of the full moons, like February's moon is the snow moon. So, uh, of course, wolves are out looking for food, and it gets the name wolf moon. Um, the, the super moon, um, I, I don't like to talk about super moons. We don't really track super moons. You know, people ask me, when's the next super moon? I don't have any idea. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? What yeah. is a super moon? Well, the moon's orbit's not a perfect circle, which means there are times when the moon is a little bit closer than other times and anything close is going to look larger. The thing is compared to the average, the, when the moon's at its closest, it's about 7% larger. And the thing is the human eye doesn't notice that. If I put a faraway moon and a close moon side by side, you, you'd be able to see the difference. But in the sky, people say I saw the super moon last night. Eh, now nah, you probably didn't. So uh, it's it's something that really comes out of astrology back in the late seventies. But then the uh, the media kind of picked up on it, and anything super, of course, gets uh, gets a lot of press. I think the best the best analogy I heard, and I wish I could say this is original, is I bet you like pizza, right? Right, okay, correct. So, oh, I and love pizza too much. Yeah. Too much. You and me both. <laughs> if you ordered a sixteen-inch pizza and you got a in, 16one inch pizza, would you call it a super pizza? Well, so, probably not. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of the same thing going on with the moon. That's that's about six seven percent larger. So, the super moon's not that big of a deal. Now, the blood moon thing has to do with sometimes during a lunar eclipse, the moon will turn a reddish color. It has nothing to do with blood. Uh, the whole blood moon thing, I think, goes back to an evangelist down in Texas that decided to call it this and started predicting all kinds of crazy things. But uh, it, it's a very natural phenomenon. It's the same reason, really, that sunsets are red. Uh, some of the uh, in a, During the a lunar eclipse, some of the sun's light will filter through the Earth's atmosphere. The blue gets taken out, which is why we have blue skies, which means if it bends, then a little bit of the red light will hit the moon. It's a very natural phenomenon, so nothing to do with blood. Mm-hmm. So what makes this one unique? coming up. I mean, is it? Uh, it, it probably to us, uh, that the fact that it's kind of prime time. Uh, a lot of times we have eclipses and they start at 3 a.m. or something like that. And, and we are going to have a few eclipses coming up in the next few years. But really, the next good one is 2025, uh, as far as a nice where everybody be able to see it. We have some that are going to happen at moonrise, and there's a couple of partials. And, and this one starts Sunday night uh, just after 9.30. So we're going to have a snowstorm this weekend. Yes, uh, is that going to be a problem? Well, <laughs> as then, long or? as it clears off, I've tried to bribe some of the meteorologists see if they could clear off some of the clouds for us. Uh, but um, I think it might be clear or at least broken clouds for Sunday night. The thing that worries me is the high. I think is eleven. So, uh, so if you're going to go out and see it, yeah, you yeah. might just want to you know pop out and, on the back deck just for a little bit and and check it out. It it starts uh, around nine thirty and it'll go all the way. Uh, Upwards of midnight, so it's not like one particular time. So you can kind of watch the whole night. You gonna have it where people can go to the planetarium to see it, or? Well, we are. I kind of bribed the CU Astronomical Society to come to the planetarium. You, to be clear, you do not need a telescope to see this, and they're very safe to see. It's like looking at a full moon, not like a solar eclipse. Uh, so you don't need a telescope. But we're going to have a few telescopes at the planetarium. There will not be a planetarium show, so this is all outside. But we're going to use the lobby kind of as a warm room to kind of run <laughs> in and out. Get some hot chocolate or that's something. Right, yeah, that's maybe. right.
1: So uh, that's coming up over the weekend. What what else is on the uh, horizon, so to speak, uh, use that term?
8: Well, the planetarium is uh, going to be open for the public audiences. We closed down a little bit uh, during the uh, winter winter break. That's one of the good things about academia is the, the winter break. Uh, so we're opening for public audiences with our Prairie Sky Show Friday night at 7, and then we're going to do a show about color called Cosmic Colors at 8, and we bring back our Big Bird Show on Saturday for our uh, younger audience members.
1: Dave Leake is with us for a few minutes here. We've got Busey Money Talk coming up at the bottom of the hour. So what's happening up in the uh, sky the little notes, news and notes segment here, I guess. The new, th- <laughs> things that are things that are pretty interesting that people may or may not know about. Well, if you're out there. going for a walk in the snowdrifts, uh, the
8: only planet we really have in the evening sky is Mars, and it'll be high in the southwestern sky, and kind of taking a reddish hue. Mars was closest to us this past July, so now it's a little farther away, so it's going to be fading, and it's not as big through a telescope. But, of course, we have the lander that's there, the InSight lander, that got there right uh, just before Thanksgiving. And it's the first geology mission we've really landed there. So we've uh, actually now deployed a seismometer. So we're listening for Mars quakes now. Mm-hmm. So, But you can go out and see Mars. Uh, the rest of the planet's really in the morning sky. So if you're out for that walk at 5 a.m., uh, you can see uh, uh, Venus and Jupiter, and they're going to be getting closer together. In fact, I think next Tuesday morning they're at their closest. They'll be side by side. So depending on what time you have to come in to work, you take a peek out the uh, your southeastern window and check that out. Is the sky any clearer in the winter, or does it make any difference? Uh, I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with humidity. Yeah. Um, it's the the clarity really is just from the clouds, but uh, a lot of times you get these they're clear but very humid nights in the summer where it, you just really can't see too much. So a lot drier air up there. So
1: yeah, come can look that way. You were telling me about a satellite. Nearly hitting something, or what was the, what, what was that? <laughs>
8: well, we uh, a couple of things have happened recently. Uh, on New Year's Day, we had our spacecraft that went by Pluto back in 2015, called New Horizons, went by the farthest thing that uh, we've ever flown by in the solar system. It's this little rock out there called Ultima Thule, or at least that's what they've been calling it. It's only about 20 miles across, but uh, it's it's out there. If you take the Earth Sun distance, it's 43 times that. That's how far it is out there. So Mm -hmm. pretty far. And uh, also, uh, we are in orbit right now around what's called a um, a, uh, near-Earth asteroid. This thing could possibly hit us. Now, it's not going to happen next week or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, in fact, it may be 2135 or I can't remember what the latest estimates are. It might come close, but sort of know your enemy. Uh, let's figure out what this thing is all about and about blowing it up possibly or moving it. So we're actually going to pick up a piece of it. Um, only about, I don't know, 10, 20 grams and bring it back to the earth. So we're in orbit around that thing right now too. That's called BINU,
1: but not expecting to see that till... Twenty one thirty. Yeah, you you, you don't
8: ha- you and I don't have to worry about it. Let's <laughs> okay. put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we don't have to worry about it. But. So,
1: so as someone who's been involved in all of this for thirty years, uh, like with Mars, does that does that excite you? Does that? Oh yeah. Your anticipation, yeah. With, you know, or-
8: all that stuff. That's why I get into the biz a long mm. time ago. Is the just all that stuff is fascinating, and you have grandkids with their uh, grandparents coming to planetarium shows. So, space is something that just interests people of all ages. I was going to ask you timers like me, you well,
1: know, I was going to ask you is I think I would think it's one of those things one of the space and the whole what's out there is appealing for people old and young, all the way down mm-hmm, here, definitely are the younger generation are they still plugged into that? yeah, very much so, Oh, we got a
8: lot of kids, and of course, today you got to be on the ball because with social media and all these websites, they come in, and it used to be you could kind of tell them stuff, and that was the first they heard it now they know all about it. So, uh, in fact, you know, you're really good at your research, too. I had to do some prepping before I came
1: in here this morning. So, you know, well, and, and, and it's interesting because you know, I'm sure you've come across this. You'll say something and they'll say, well, no, Professor Leek. <laughs> Actually, I saw on X, Y, or Z that it's that. Yeah. They had to debunk some things. That, that,
5: that vast
8: would. bastion of knowledge called Facebook. <laughs> you know, I saw it on Facebook, so it must be true. Yeah, un- unfortunately, there's a lot of garbage out there, too. Yeah. But but that's part of the biz. Yeah. Fake space news? That <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> sort, of. Yeah, sort of. That's why one of the things we try to do in class is get people to think critically because it's not just to say this is right and this is wrong, but if I come across some facts, what do I do with this? You know, Instead of just, wow, this must be true. You know, there's and There's this resurgence now of flat earthers that are out yeah, there I saw that, something about that. What? Yeah, there was even something on National Geographic Explorer about that, and uh, I, I read re- something yesterday where now they're saying Australia is fake; it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, so, what? Yeah, what, it, it, what, it, it, what do the
1: flat Earthers base their? I mean, do it, uh, do just we get it, into the psychology there. Yeah, you drive
8: there? around Central Illinois and look around, and it it looks flat. So I guess that must be it. Wow! <laughs> it's like we live on a big pancake,
1: but yeah. Well, that's interesting. So what have you enjoyed the most uh at this last 30 years teaching? All oh of my it? Goodness. I mean, do you uh
8: Yeah, really just uh the interaction with the people. That's probably what I'm going to miss. Not going to miss grading papers, but uh yeah, the people like Michelle and many others that have come through and I still see people that have, have been in my class. I'll meet a guy for lunch today that was in my class back in 1992 or something like that. So um, you have some lasting friendships, and and the people that come in, I may not even know all their names, but a lot of times I'll open the doors to do a planetarium show, a public planetarium show, and I might know the first 10 people standing in line, and they'll greet you, and I'll I'll miss things like that.
1: Any student you've had who's gone on to, you know, you've been able to follow their career? where they really... Got into this and, and,
8: uh, one, uh, the one that comes to mind, yeah, there, there's been, there's been several, but, uh, the one that comes to mind, I wasn't really a Parkland student of mine, but, uh, when I taught a college for kids class, there was this, this young girl that just asked, kept asking me to do more stuff. She just really was kind of, we built rockets and, and, um, and it, it was a daughter of our former city manager, Steve Carter. And, uh, Lynn Carter. Now, I don't know what her exact job is, but she has a Ph.D. in astrophysics, and she's working on some of these missions. I can't remember what the last one was, but she's really made it big. And I, to be clear, I'm not taking credit for that. No, I'm saying <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, but it's really part it, nice. Yeah, that, part of her development, maybe sparked her interest. Well, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. who knows? But the fact that uh, had her in college for kids,
1: so which also implies that I'm like very old. <laughs> are, uh, the uh, since they got out of the space shuttle business, I mean, there's mm-hmm. all these private companies, I guess, spe- sending s- items into space. You see that continuing yep, for SpaceX the foreseeable and, future and others. Yeah, I think that's probably the way it's going to go. Uh, uh,
8: the country really doesn't have, and people can argue this, but it really doesn't have a firm space policy. They're, I think, very willing to let private enterprise take that on. Uh, so as far as the country, you know, as far as big space missions, I mean, this. That's another thing. We have this summer the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. That's right. And of course, there's a lot of people that don't think we landed <laughs> on the moon either, but uh, we did. And uh, and the country getting together again to do that. And, and that may be a pessimistic point yeah. of view, but I I just can't see that happening. Um,
1: yeah. Well, space is one of those things. I think for the most part, people can agree on. Yeah, I think for the most part, you know, that, I know there's pretty some interesting, yeah, differing differing opinions, of course, in about anything, but. Well, this has been fun. Always, any, uh, always a good time to talk any, to you. What, what is Pluto now? Is it still a dwarf planet? Still a dwarf planet. They haven't changed
8: that. No, I, I've heard rumors here, this way, and that, but nothing nothing official has happened. But I know what I want to know. Whatever you gave the basketball team last night <laughs> could... Could, could, you, could you give me could some of that? Bottle I, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Did you go last night? I did not. I actually was at the Parkland College board meeting last oh, night. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I went home and listened to you and, and watched a little.
1: So that, that was, was amazing. It was a great game, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Always have a lot of fun with you, Dave. Stay in touch. Thank you. Oh, Congratulations certainly. on all your years at Parkland. and Appreciate that. yeah That final clash, you're going to have a big uh, party? I don't know yet. <laughs> I usually
8: uh, don't tell them this, but I usually buy pizza for them. So I mean, we usually have a little party anyway, and uh, and we review playing game shows and things like that. But yeah, we'll
1: see. All right, Dave, it's been fun. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. appreciate appreciate it. it. That's Dave Leake from over at Parkland, and that's going to wrap it up for me today. BC Money Talk is coming up next uh, two hours. Justice Steigman tomorrow, starting at nine on Penny for Your Thoughts. Have a great day.